Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Let's dive into God's Word this evening. If you have a Bible, uh, we're going to go to the book of Luke chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, turn to a nearby Christian. Hopefully you'll find one here tonight. It will also come up on your screen. I want to speak uh, a simple message for you tonight, but something that is so on my heart in this season for what I believe God is saying to His people. And I want to stir your faith. Uh, at the end of this service, we're going to have a brief time of ministry and I believe that some people are going to get some miracles in this room. I think some people are literally going to have some points of clarity and freedom. Heaven is going to be open in this place. And I believe that God is going to pour out an impartation of His Holy Spirit. If you think that might happen for somebody near you, could you give me a loud amen out there? Amen. I love you guys. You're my people. This is, this is definitely my favorite Awaken Campus. Absolutely. All right. Luke chapter 1 and verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. What a good name for a child. Uh, one of our pastors just announced someone's having a baby in a few weeks' time. I just wanted to put that thought into your head tonight. You are to call him what? You are to call him? Four books in the Bible called John. Just thought I'd mention that. He will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the righteous to make a people prepared for the Lord. Then Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Zone in on this. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Verse 19, just one more time. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I 
have been sent to speak to you. Could you help me read this verse out loud? I just want to go from the words, I am Gabriel, and I want you to finish with me tonight with the words, speak to you. Are you ready? Can you help me with this, church? On the count of three. One, two, three. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you. The angel said three things. He said, I am Gabriel. I have a clear identity. I stand in the presence of God. I have intimacy. And I have been sent to speak to you. I have authority. I have intimacy. I have identity. I have authority. Let's pray. Lord, help me preach this tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a, there is a story in the book of Acts that sadistically as a preacher, I take a lot of pleasure in. It's a story about the seven sons of Sceva. Try saying that five times real fast out loud. The seven sons of Sceva. Their father is a priest, and the seven sons of Sceva have heard about the fact that there are people that are driving out demons in the name of Jesus. Maybe they're young, maybe they're impetuous, maybe they desire a career in ministry, but the seven sons of Sceva think to themselves, we got to get in on this. One day, the seven sons of Sceva are rolling down the street, and they happen upon a demon-possessed man. And they're like, this is our moment. We're going to go for it. They get each other fired up. You know, they're whacking elbows. Let's go, Billy. Let's go, Frank. You know, and they roll up to this demon-possessed man. And then in front of the demon-possessed man, one of them gains the courage to speak. And he says, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. Now, I'm sure they didn't just say it, you know. Being, their father is a pastor. They knew how to say it, right? They had the inflection in their voice. They're yelling a little bit, kind of dropped their voice a few octaves, up the passion a little bit at the same time. You know, it would have come out something like, in the name of Jesus, you know, whom Paul preaches, come out, like that. And the Bible says that the demon-possessed man, hearing the words, coming from the seven sons of Sceva, looks at them. And in Acts 19, verse 15, he said, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And the Bible says that one man jumps to his feet. This is a true story. It's in the Word of God. Beats up seven sons of Sceva, strips them of their clothes, and they leave the deliverance meeting running naked down the street wearing nothing but a smile. Guys, I have been doing this for 30 years. I've had some great days. I've had some bad days. I've had some sermons that lit it up. Everybody congratulated me, and when I was young especially, come on, anybody out there ever had a go at this public speaking thing, you know? Anybody ever had a go at preaching? 
You have some good days and you have some days that you just want to forget from your memory. Days you'd like to erase from your mind. But on my worst days, on my greatest failures, I think to myself, never in my life have I left the church car park in my birthday suit. I'm doing better than the seven sons of Sceva. That is a truly epic fail. Anybody ever having a go at this? Your day's probably going to be better than their day. If your friends ever discourage after he's preached, just pat, you, pat them on the back and say, fully clothed. You're doing all right. At least that's a win. Got your shirt on. Left the same way you came. You're better than the seven sons of Sceva. It ain't all bad. What crazy words from that demon. Have you ever stopped to think about those words? Jesus, I know. I've heard about Paul. But who are you? You're out here trying to speak with authority. And it might be in your voice, but it's not in your spirit. Because you can't get authority from God if you don't have intimacy with God. You're out here with the veneer, but you haven't got the connection. You haven't got the substance. You haven't got the relationship. The demon was kind of saying, you've never stood in the presence of God. There's two characters in our reading tonight from Luke chapter one, and one of them is Zechariah and the other is Gabriel. And we learn a lot in Luke's gospel about Zechariah. If you go home and you do some homework, you can read back into Luke chapter one, and you'll discover about Zechariah that he is upright in the sight of God, that he observes God's commandments blamelessly that he is old and well along in years, that, and so is his wife, but they have not been able to give birth to children. Now, Zechariah is chosen by lot to do the number one task every preacher wanted to do. They wanted to go into the very holy of holies to burn incense in the closest place to the presence of God for the Old Testament church. He's chosen. He goes behind the veil. He has a rope around his ankle, a bell that would ding every time he moved his legs so they knew that he was still alive. He is about to burn incense, but as he comes around the temple curtain, there is an angel standing there. And when he sees the angel, the angel says to him, do not be afraid. You are going to have a son. This is an old man who's been believing for a child for many years, cannot get that which he most desires, and here, standing in the 
greatest place of proximity to God's presence available on the planet is an angel delivering a message from God saying what you most desire in your life, I am promising it to you. Now you would expect that Zechariah's response would be one of joy of expectation, of thanksgiving, that he would dance until that bell on his ankle was dingling so loud they're trying to work out what's going on behind the curtain. Yet the Bible tells us that Zechariah, hearing this promise of what he so deeply desires, cannot receive the promise in his heart and in his soul. He's promised the most amazing things. But he doubts it. He questions it. He cannot receive it. He is fearful at the entrance to his promise. What an amazing thing to find someone afraid when God gives them a promise. Yet you don't have to look too far to discover that often what happens in us when God starts moving it's not always the most positive and life-giving of reactions. His response to the angel is to ask, how can I be sure of this? Doubt, fear, questioning. He's made mute by the angel. So important is the arrival of John the Baptist that he is taken out of the equation until the miracle is fulfilled. Let it never be said of you and me that God had to go around us to bring it to us. So little is said about Gabriel, yet so much at the same time. He just arrives in the scene. He has asked the question, how can I be sure of this? And Gabriel just opens his mouth. And friends, recently I read this one verse. And for the next two weeks, these words just kept going over and over and over in my mind. As Gabriel just responds and he simply just declares, I am Gabriel. I know who I am. I'm clear in my identity. I'm sure in the mandate. I know well, God has called me to be. I'm not, I'm not cloudy. I'm not insecure. I'm not, I'm not full of self-doubt. I don't want to be somebody else. I don't desire to be Justin Bieber. I'm happy being John Cameron. He said, I am Gabriel in a cloudy world, in a confused world. Come on, man, in a, in a self-loathing world, in an insecure world. Gabriel hails as a beacon of light that you and I don't have to live our lives intrepid and doubting and fearful and uncertain and cloudy and wavering, cowering in the corner, that God can make you strong and valiant and confident and bold and courageous. If you believe that about your God, give Him some praise in this room tonight. He just said, I am Gabriel. I'm Gabriel. I'm Gabriel. I'm Gabriel. I feel like there's somebody in this room tonight who just needs to know that God's not cloudy about who you are. 
God's pretty proud of what he made when he made you. He looks at your life and says, you are good. I did good when I made you. You're full of potential, full of destiny, divinely appointed, alive for a reason. Clap for somebody who might be self-doubting about who they are near you tonight. Anybody else had enough of a generation who are depressed? Anybody else had enough of people taking their lives? Anybody else had enough of a generation being lied to and ripped off and stolen? I love it. The angel just opens his mouth, and I pray we all have the same God-given clarity when he just said, I am, help me say it, I am Gabriel. You can just take this home and insert your name there. I am Sarah. I am, I am Frank. I am, I am your name. I am, I am Gabriel. I am Gabriel. How can I be sure? I am Gabriel. And then he goes on and he says, I like you guys, I'll preach to you. It's like a hype off in here tonight. We've got the young people versus the not so young people. Pastor Katie, of course, has drunk from the fountain of eternal youth. Oh, you wanna go, you wanna go? You guys wanna show them what you got? One, two, three, go. You want to have a shot of the title? One, two, three, go. Okay, you're small in number, but deep in maturity. One, two, three, go. It's a, it's a tough call, it's a tough call. Where was I before you so rudely interrupted me? He said, I... Am. He goes on and he says, I stand in the presence of God. I don't hang out at the shop anymore. I'm not addicted to social media. I'm not scrolling my way through a wasted existence. I'm not a slave to people's opinion. I'm not binge watching Netflix. I'm not addicted to sports TV. He said, I've chosen where I hang out. I've chosen what's close to my life. I've chosen what I'm intimate with. He said, where I stand is in the presence of God. I stand in the presence of God. I stand in the presence of God. I stand in the presence of God. I love the worship service. I love the prayer meeting. I love the Bible study. I love the deliverance class, and I'm not even de needing deliverance. I'm signing up for addiction recovery. I've never even been addicted, but I just want to be wherever God is being declared. I want to be wherever His presence is to be found. Help me say it. He said, I stand in the presence of God.
I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you. These words aren't even my own. They originated with heaven. I'm not here on my own accord. I'm not making this up on the back of a napkin. You better believe God told me to be here and you better believe that the demons have heard of my name. Are we raising a generation in awakened church that demons are gonna tremble when this campus begins to pray because addiction starts getting broken and marriages start coming back together and people get out of debt and lives come alive and vision is found? He said, I stand. In the presence of God, I stand in the presence of God. The key to this passage is found in that one phrase. I stand in the presence of God. I am Gabriel. I have identity. I stand in the presence of God. I have intimacy. I have been sent to speak to you. I have authority. But he knew in his heart of hearts that identity and authority are the overflows of intimacy. If you want to get clear about who you are and you want authority over the demonic attack that's coming against our generation, the pathway that we can find is the same one Gabriel reveals to us. All we need do to find a clarity about who you are is to stand in the presence of God. Sean, how do you know this to be true? Because when Jesus asked the question, who do you say that I am? It was Simon who opened his mouth and said, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, well, you are blessed. But then he went on to say, now let me tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. He, he told God who he was and God told him who he was. The thing is, my friends, when you're in the presence of God, that's when you start getting clear about you. If you're feeling fearful, come to the presence of God. If you feel like your life has no purpose, just start telling God who he is. Step into the presence of God. And the closer we get to him, the clearer we're going to get about who we are. I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand in the presence of God, I stand in the presence of God. In a distracted world, in a confused world, in an instant generation, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me now. He's the ancient of days. The keys are in the title. <laughs> Old people move slow and with great purpose. We don't waste energy. The older we get, the more we're like, I could go round, but I want to go straight. 
I might move slowly, but I move on purpose. You can hold for one minute, but I love that you're here. They don't, that's because they sensed it. Yeah, you're, you're being obedient, and plus they knew that I needed it. <laughs> I said, I was saying something so profound before I distracted myself. I stand. We need to know what it is to stand in His presence, to linger, to worship, to pray. Not just, not just for one minute, but to pray, to linger, to hang out with Him, to dwell with Him until His power falls. I'm praying that we have a generation that aren't just gonna give way to the constant distraction that's being fed up by the devil to make your life over-occupied but completely superficial. The devil would love nothing better for you, the devil would love nothing better for me than I go to my grave full of activity and empty of divine purpose and unction. I think what God is looking for is a different kind of believer that's gonna wait in His presence, stand in His presence, tarry in His presence, worship in His presence, adore in His presence, linger in His presence, dwell in His presence until heaven begins to come to earth and all the chains are broken and the clarity comes and the faith begins to fall. We need a generation who stands in the presence of God. I stand in the presence of God. My phone's gonna go on flight mode. You know what, I might even come to church and leave it in the car. I'm gonna take this evening and just linger in worship. I'm gonna get up for men's prayer. Right? I don't just need to work out this body, I need to work out the spirit. We got like two or three gyms in this one complex here. But this is the one place where spiritual muscles being built. This is the one place where eternity's being built. And all that prayer is building eternal destinies. And all of that worship is just paving the way for the kingdom of God to fall. I think it's more important what's happening in here than what's happening anywhere. I stand in the presence of God. In a world with so much confusion. Anybody feel like we're just trying to just catch up and get clear and find our way through just constantly? Like we're on the back foot we don't really know what we're doing. Certainly that seems to be the way in the world out there. But Gabriel said, there's a reason why you, Zachariah, are fearful and I'm confident. There's a reason why you're confused and I'm clear. There's a reason why you're doubting 
and I'm full of faith. And he said, I stand in the presence of God. Because a lack of intimacy breeds uncertainty. If uncertainty is the fungus, then the presence is the light. We need a generation who stand in the presence of God. Stand your feet awake in all of this room right now. Band, you can come and join me if we can all fit up on the stage together. I stand, I stand, I stand in the presence of God. Come on, church, lift your hands to heaven all over this room. I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand in the presence of God. I stand in the presence of God. Here we are, Lord. We lift high our hands before you. We open our hearts to you. We ask you, come into this room. As we speak of you, let your presence fall. For Jesus, glory and honor to you, Jesus. Glory and honor to you, our Lord. You're here and you're worthy. The angels fall down before him, singing, holy is the Lord. They've been singing it for millennium of history, never tired of it. Because when you're in the presence of God, time loses meaning and faith comes alive. We're gonna worship, we're gonna worship for just a minute tonight. But as we worship, I want you to stand right now. I want you to stand with your eyes closed. I want you to stand with your hands raised. I want you to stand and just draw near. And as we do, I'm telling you, people are gonna be taken in to the presence of God tonight. And God's presence is gonna come down. There are people in this room sick in your bodies. There's healing in the presence of God. I mean it, there's healing in the presence of God. There's people who are up against the wall. You cannot see your way through the situation that you're in right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, an answer's gonna come. Clarity, faith is gonna come as you stand in the presence of God. Oh, there are people in this room tonight that have literally been in a season of confusion, confusion, confusion. Yeah, there's at least 30 people in this room who would just come to the service and they're, you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's all, it's all too hard. It's broken in my life. But I'm here to tell you that that confusion is gonna be broken tonight as we stand in the presence of God. I'm telling you, there's freedom here, there's faith here, there's deliverance here. So let's sing this chorus together tonight, church, and then we're gonna pray. Come on, together, let's sing it. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. 
We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.